The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. An amazing turn of events has happened over the weekend that you're probably not going to hear in American news media because they just don't understand the scope of it. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. So Ukraine, we're going back to Ukraine, right? Zelensky in his dingy green shirt going around, hitting up all the, uh, all the politicians and getting money left and right from the United States, having you two show up doing concerts and various uh, Hollywood actors coming over to the war-torn area of Ukraine to do selfies and what have you. Um, We talked about how the World Economic Forum, which we're going to get into some climate change uh, uncovering right here in the next portion of the show, which the World Economic Forum is basing every bit of what they want to do on climate change. And we're going to show how it's a lie and it's a ruse. I mean, there can be climate changing from multiple factors. It doesn't have to be human actions that are causing it. It can be the soul, the sun. We've talked about that. Solar changes are happening, which are causing effects on Earth, on Mars. The joke I always say is, oh, yeah, the polar ice caps are melting in Mars. Was it the emissions from the Mars rover? rover? No, it wasn't. So one of the interesting events that happened over this weekend, when we talk about what's going on in Ukraine, we talked about there's two sides and both sides are bad, right? If you remember the podcast that I did, both sides are bad. The people, the citizens of Ukraine, the citizens of Russia, they're the good guys and they're squashed in between. It's kind of like us in the United States. We've got things that are happening overseas that we're going to get involved in. But then at the same time, our administration sucks. So we are the good guys, the people that are not in any sort of way in power. So same thing in Russia. And if you remember, Vladimir Putin's right-hand man, Alexander Dugan. Well, he's, he's kind of, he's just, he's a good advisor. He's a professor. Um, he's the one responsible for the brainchild idea to go into Crimea. He actually fought in Georgia in 2008. And so they're thinking that he is responsible for pushing Putin to go into Ukraine because he's ultimately, Alexander Dugan wants to recreate the Russian Empire, not the Soviet Union, but the old Russian Empire predating the Soviet Union. And he wants to do that because he wants to fight the World Economic Forum and their globalist takeover. Which, I mean, we can easily go, okay, I'm on board with that. But then when you find out what Alexander Dugan really wants at the end of all this, you can't align with that. So although the friend of my, or the enemy of my friend is my friend, can apply to a certain degree, it can't here. Russia cannot be our friend because even though they want to fight the World Economic Forum, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari, and all them, and we want to do that too. We have a different way of doing it, and we want a different end than Russia, Vladimir Putin, and Alexander Dugin. So 
uh, over the weekend, Russia media reporting that a car exploded in Moscow. Allegedly, Daria Dugan, Alexander Dugan's daughter, was driving and that she died on the scene. No official information is available um, to show what the cause of the explosion was. Although it started coming in, unofficial sources who knew her personally are confirming her death. Still nothing from the family or official sources. This is what is left of her car, and the picture is, I mean, it's just burned out. So then we get additional information from, this is uh, Russia with Attitude podcast, or at uh, RWA podcast. Um, Apparently they're pretty tied into Russian media. Said, according to sources close to the family, both Daria and her father were returning from the Tradition Festival at the Pushkin Museum in uh, Moscow. And Alexander Dugan was supposed to be in the car, but went home in another one. Some Russian media are reporting, citing local law enforcement sources, that the driver of the car has preliminarily been identified as a woman and that the current theory for the cause of the explosion of the car is an IED. So obviously somebody's gunning in on Alexander Dugan. And I don't think the Ukrainian grandmas out there with their uh, weapons that were given graciously by the government, which we aren't allowed to, you know, have weapons of war because they're, uh, they might shoot up a school here in America. We can pass those out when needed to grandmas in Ukraine. Uh, I don't think it was a grandma in Ukraine that set off an IED inside Daria Dugan's car. Could be. I don't know. Maybe they hired a Ukrainian driver. But when you get into the World Economic Forum's focus on Ukraine, how many biolabs? There's like over 48 biolabs over there, kind of like the Wuhan biolab. And then you get into the Epstein aspect, the Jeffrey Epstein Island. Them Ukrainian chicks are pretty friggin' hot. You know, whenever you go back to the uh, the Cold War days, and they always have these women up there that are just smoking hot, and they're like, oh, they're Russian women. And a lot of them were Ukrainian. Um, I could see, you know, if, if you're a world leader and you want to get your jollies off on an island that has no sort of uh, legal protections of human rights and, you know, uh, underage sexual escapades, why not have a hot underage uh, Ukrainian chick, right? I mean, I'm just spitballing here. I might be completely wrong, but for some reason, everybody has a big interest in Ukraine. George Soros, Joe, Joe Biden, his son, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, John Kerry's uh, uh, stepson, which John Kerry is the climate czar. Everybody has a reason to be involved with Ukraine. And we know that Jeffrey Epstein did a lot of trafficking for world leaders, and that's all still being pushed under the rug. But, you know, I think there could be something there. But they obviously took an attempt out on Alexander Dugan. It didn't kill him, but unfortunately, tragically, it killed his daughter. Um, So, you know, I mean, as much as we may not like Alexander Dugan, the author of the fourth political theory, which I'm probably going to break down here sometime soon and and go through it on a podcast uh, to kind of give you the other side of the coins 
frame of mind because we're always talking about Ukraine and the World Economic Forum and that side, but no one gets into Russia. They just go, Putin's a bad man, communist, Soviet Union, they're going in and they're evil and we must stop them. They don't really get into the motivations and the theories and the, the ideologies behind that side of the argument. So maybe something we have to look at, but for the most part, um, they obviously were targeting him. And so, yeah, didn't work out that they took him out, but they took his daughter out, and uh, we'll see where that goes. So on the other side of the break, World Economic Forum pushing all these measures, build back better, which is basically destroy democracies dutifully. That's what I like to call it. I mean, they're basically eliminating democracies. Um, we want to get into the climate change ruse and also this article that I read about a software company involved with elections worldwide that are utilized in the United States under the Department of Defense that have a strange tie to China and could have been impactful in American elections, Australian elections, all in 2020. We'll get into that on the other side of the break. This is Adrian Slade. So we're seeing this back and forth between the World Economic Forum and their proxy battlefield of Ukraine and the resurgence of the Russian Empire, which led to Alexander Dugin's daughter being killed by an attack. And the World Economic Forum, uh, their Build Back Better initiative somehow was used globally. And really, in 2020, all of these Western democracies had crazy irregularities with their voting process. And in turn... They all favored the World Economic Forum. How crazy is that? And the World Economic Forum, many of the leaders in there, like your Black Rocks with Larry Fink, they want to tap into the Chinese market because they think that's the future. And so there's this little dance that China gets to win on both sides because Russia wants to rebuild the Russian empire. Well, China gets to benefit from that. But then at the same time, the World Economic Forum wants to build a global uh, union which I call the United Nations of Davos, and China gets to benefit on that. So check out this article that I saw in the Substack um, about Connect uh, Inc. It's a U.S. software company based out of East Lansing, Michigan. This is actually from uh, Kenkoa uh, Substack. So this software company, it helps manage the poll workers, poll locations, campaigns, assets, mail-in ballots, and supplies necessary to run elections in the United States, Canada, and Australia. Although the American technology company is used by the U.S. Department of Defense hmm, and thousands of election offices across North America, Connect Inc., which was founded in 2002, previously built a communications platform called ChineseBrief.com for the Confucius Institute. Furthermore, many of the company's software engineers and employees graduated from Chinese universities, such as Xinjiang University, Nanjing University, University of Science and Technology of China, Beijing Language and Culture University, China Agricultural University, and Huzong University of Science and Technology. For instance, Eugene Yu, the CEO of Connect Inc., graduated from Zhejiang University in China with a bachelor's degree in 1982 before receiving his MBA from Wake Forest University in 1988. Moreover, in Queensland, Australia's 2020 elections, quote, count reporting problems on election night 
were partly the result of a new computer software system not being tested as planned because code resources were locked down in Wuhan. Yeah, that's the place that brought us the coronavirus. Huh, crazy. According to the Digital Company News uh, Network in Queensland. In fact, these Wuhan coding resources led to four members of the Queensland Parliament. MP Crandon, MP Lister, MP Simpson, and MP Robinson asking the Queensland Premier on July 15, 2020, why Connect Inc. was given the contract to produce the software administering Queensland's elections using, quote, Chinese-based coders. MP Robinson, he said, uh, he questioned the Premier, quote, can the Premier guarantee that Connect Inc. does not have a connection to the Chinese Communist Party through China, through its base subsidiary, Genua Connect Inc.? And that's where the story begins. Genua Connect Inc., this company um, considered that the patent application for this company's uh, election network system was filed in China for a system of, quote, network voting of absent electorals or electorates by Genua Connect Inc. on February 4th, 2015, for an inventor named Xiao Gunging. The rights of that patent were then transferred on October 7, 2015 to Genua Connect Inc. to Genua Hongzing Technology Company Limited, a Chinese election technology company which was also founded in 2015. Genua Hongzhe Technology Company Limited is a hardware and software provider for the Chinese National People's Congress. Hongzhe Technology builds technology including mobile applications for more than 400 NPC clients in more than 20 provinces across China. Hongzhe Technology is also partnered with Lenovo, Huawei, Chinese, uh, China Telecom, China Unicom, and China Mobile, and has a branch office in Hangzhou, uh, Shenzhen, Ningjing, and Wuhan, among other places, according to the company's website. So, uh... Interesting how they were involved in elections in many of the Western democracies. Um, and they're doing all of this on the backs of climate change. So they're trying to say, because this is how this all plays out. They're trying to say that because of the climate, that disease broke out and that we have droughts. So that emptied Syria's uh, population into the Western world. And then we have these instances where uh, famine is caused and people are having droughts and diseases, and COVID-19 is an offshoot of that. And so in doing so, we have to have these elections where we administer mail-in dro voting drop boxes. And you have these stories like this one from Inside Climate News. Many Americans have never heard of valley fever, but the potentially serious fungal disease is on the rise due to climate change. And the economic burden of this illness could total a whopping 18.5 billion by the end of the century. Really? Is that really the case? Because here's an interesting story that we learned about climate change. And this is actually from the UK Daily Mail. World's top climate scientist told to cover up the fact that the Earth's temperature hasn't risen for the last 15 years. Here's something interesting about this story. It's been scrubbed from their website. <laughs> I actually had to screenshot this because you can't even pull up the link anymore. Scientists working on the most authoritative study on climate change were urged to cover up the fact that the world's temperature hasn't risen 
for the last 15 years. <laughs> Politicians have raised concerns about the final draft of this report, fears that the findings will encourage deniers of man-made climate change. Published next week, this report is supposed to address the fact that 19, in 1998, it was the hottest year on record and the world's temperature has not yet exceeded it, which scientists have so far struggled to explain. The report is the result of six years of work by the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is seen as the world authority on the extent of climate change and what is causing it. And remember, back in 2005, I think it was, I think I did a whole podcast on the fact that they got busted manipulating models through emails that were leaked, and that became climate gate. In the climate uh, change, people kind of took a couple steps back and kind of just kind of got quiet for a little bit until they could restart their ruse on everybody. But yeah, the temperatures haven't changed, yet they want us to move to solar panels and wind turbines and electric vehicles, which we did the podcast a couple shows back where we showed you that None of those things are actually green. You still got to plug your car in. Mining for the cobalt and the lithium destroys water sources and is extremely damaging to the earth about mining. Uh, they're using slave labor in the Democratic Republic of Congo with these kids that they're paying, you know, cents per hour. It, it's ridiculous. It's all a power jockey move. And they've been using climate change to shift our, our power away from fossil fuels and away from energy independence. But they've also used it to cripple us economically. And now we're finding out that it's even more of a bigger lie than what we've laid out in the past, where 30 years of climate scare data has shown us nothing has come true. And now they're having to cover up 15 years of no temperature change. So this is obviously being used for nefarious purposes and to take our uh, our sovereignty away. And that is leading these different nations to fight against it, like Alexander Dugan and, and Vladimir Putin in Russia. Yeah, they want the same end as us. They want to defeat the World Economic Forum, but here's the thing. They want something more nefarious at the end of it. It's almost like using Al-Qaeda to fight ISIS. Well, yeah, we wanted ISIS to be defeated, but Al-Qaeda brought down the World Trade Center uh, we probably don't want to help them and we don't want what they get at the outcome of it all. So just keep that in mind. But these are the incidences that you're seeing over the weekend that are all facilitating off the back of what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on with the World Economic Forum. Um, and that's why you are witnessing the attack on somebody like Alexander Dugan, which ultimately killed his daughter. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the show. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. You can also donate anchor.fm slash adrian slade slash support you can also call to be on the show 1-929-GO-GO-USA we'll see you guys next time